0: Welcome to Better Than Mario Brothers, where each episode we delve headfirst into cinemas, sewer. I am Chris Bolton, with me as always, my partner in podcasting, Mr. Mark Williams. Hello. And we are rounding off our WrestleMania extravaganza here on the network, uh, all three episodes of it. Um, <laughs> we are rounding off with um, I, well, certainly my favourite Hulk Hogan film. I don't know whether it's the best Um <laughs> Which, I mean, it probably shouldn't be the best to watch on, on this show anyway, but it's actually the second time, I believe, the Hulkster's appeared yeah. on the show now. So yeah. I think he's now officially our most featured performer. Um, but we are looking <laughs> back at Suburban Commando. Um, now, before we dive in, I do have a confession to make. I was, how shall I put this, shit-faced watching this. <laughs> um, so my notes... Um, I'm looking at them now and I can't fucking read them.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a really good start.
0: Yeah. I'll try and decipher them as best I can. I mean, I say shit faced I wasn't, I wasn't completely, I mean, obviously I was coherent, uh, but I, I had had quite a bit to drink by the time I watched this because it's a bank holiday weekend.
1: So To, to be fair, I watched last night and I wish I was drunk.
0: Um, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, let's get into it then. First and foremost, most annoying thing for me and, and, we talked about this briefly last week as well. Um, For the reasons I won't bore everybody with, I've changed my Blu-ray player recently. Um, I assumed that the one that I changed for, which is a much newer model and I happened to come into possession of, (laughs) legally, I may add, didn't pay for it, but came into possession of it legally. Um, I assumed that would also be multi-region. Fucking wasn't. Now, I've had Suburban Commando on DVD for probably 15 years um, as a region one DVD. So in my inebriated state, um, trying to get a region one hack working, uh, It just wasn't going to happen. Um, so uh, for those of you that, that do want to watch this legally, and we always encourage you to do so, it is available on Amazon, thank Christ, because otherwise I wouldn't have been able to play it. Um, so yeah, that, that annoyed me slightly because I've now paid extra to watch the yeah. Commando after having already bought it on VHS back in the day and DVD. I now own it. Digitally
1: as well, yeah. Uh-huh. So I, um, I had it on VHS. Um, I remember when this first came out, or not long after seeing it. Um, and so, yeah, we had it on VHS, um, and it was one of the ones that normally we'd tape stuff off TV. Mm-hmm. So we wouldn't, know, we wouldn't have proper copies. But this was one of the ones I think I had it for a Christmas or a birthday or something. Um, so I had a proper copy of this. It's still in my parents' attic somewhere. Yeah. Um, fucked if I know where, but it's still there somewhere um didn't have it on um on disc at any point and then yeah i've done the same i've had to go and invest like actual cash money to see it yeah. again which i'm not overly thrilled about i've got to be honest
0: no i mean maybe we will get on to that on the summing up i guess um but i mean to dive into it first and foremost like, i haven't watched it now for eight nine years probably, it's been, like, probably I have se- that. yeah i have seen this a lot but i haven't seen it probably for about eight nine years um first thing though um opening theme and the opening song over the credits both take me right back like it it has that kind of like we get on smpd you know once once the actual it's not so much the the theme as it is like the song that plays over the credits you know it's a nice place to live As as soon as that hits i'm like oh yeah okay so i get kind of nostalgia from that but oh my god like even having watched it like eight years ago i can't believe that i don't remember how fucking atrocious the effects are in this film
1: yeah i was going to say oh right, straight my God. off the bat it's like somebody it's like somebody's gone we want to make we want to make the end of star wars yeah. but we've only got ms paint and windows movie maker
0: it's i mean and and the thing is what's what's so weird about it is like actually the production design like the interior of the sets and stuff yeah yeah they're cheap but I mean, the TV standard. At least they look okay. They look, in fact, I'd say they're probably better, slightly better than TV standard. They look pretty good. And I'd say somebody's done a good facsimile of like the bridge of a star destroyer or something. Like yeah. it's it's pretty fucking good. Um, and, you know, Hogan's power armor as well Looks pretty fucking good it, yeah. But then you get the external shots in space And, yeah, it looks like fucking Wing Commander 4 You yeah. know, the one with Mark Hamill And the fucking big furry head thing Where it was yeah. all on, like, full motion video It looks like that It looks like the yeah. a fucking Wing Commander
1: even, it's even, to it's, even to a point where they ripped off the um, his fighter design Because it's a cross between a TIE fighter and an X-Wing It's a TIE fighter yeah. body with fucking four, four diagonal wings coming off it
0: yeah, a, a tie wing. Yeah, that that sounds a bit like a sanitary product.
1: So I'm probably best leave that there. Um, but yeah, it's it Why not?
0: The effects are fucking awful. That was yes. just the first thing that hit me. Um, yeah, but actually, you know, other than that, the opening's pretty good. Like it's. I, well, and, and it is. I think it's competently directed throughout this. I've got to yeah. be fair. Like, yeah. you know, our introduction to Hogan, we like you start with the boots and he's clunking along in the power armor and just spitting out one-liners. And like you've got to give it to him. Like he look, Hulk Hogan cannot act. He's yep. fucking atrocious. But what he can do is throw a decent punch and spit out a one-liner. Like yeah. he's he's not bad when you when you allow him to flex his comedy chops, and this is this is by no means me advocating for Mister Nanny here, but when you allow him to flex his comedy chops, he's not awful. That's probably the best compliment I'm going to pay him throughout this podcast. He's not awful as long as he's just trying to be funny, and and yeah. he is yeah, you know, just smacking people around and dropping the Arnie one-liners is pretty good.
1: That that's all fine. I mean, I I did find it quite amusing. I mean, the, the whole thing. Um, so the very the, the the opening sequence where he he, he infiltrates a, a, a star destroyer for a one for a better phrase. It's a
0: fucking star destroyer. Yeah,
1: it it, it is. T- takes everybody out. Gets to the um gets to the the bridge, the control room, wherever you call it, where the, that planet's president is being held captive. Yeah, I mean, who keeps them in the fucking bridge? You keep them in a the dungeon. You keep them in the brig
0: yeah so, you would so, have them on the bridge yeah
1: so you've got that for a start because then you no you wouldn't want to bring anybody to the bridge you'd want them to take them as far away you want them down by the no down by the fucking cesspool you know, yeah. A la death a la, the death star you want them to have yeah, yeah. the trash compactor so you get that but then all the way through you've got no you've got the um the villain's I uh, oh, I can't remember his fucking name Suda, general Suda. yeah so he's, he's there talking it all up and um, talking about his grand scheme as you no know, all fucking 90s movie villains did and then as soon as Hogan steps in, it's like the president grows a sack and cuts his fucking hand off. Yeah. At which point, he goes a bit green, he goes a bit hulkish, and then Hogan goes, oh, fuck this noise. He starts planting detonators there and fucks off. He doesn't even try to rescue the president. <laughs> He's like, that's the fucking worst rescue ever. Again, I mean, that's yeah. the fucking trash compactor of rescues. Yeah, it's fucking terrible. But I mean, the, look, in
0: general, this like obviously we're going to pull the story apart here and we're going to pull the script apart, right? No, no spoilers for anybody listening to this episode, but, like, it makes no fucking sense. Like, none of this makes any fucking sense. So just strap yourselves in, because this is... I, I've got a feeling this is going to be an hour of us going, but that doesn't make any sense, but that wouldn't work. None of it makes sense. There is no fucking story that I can tell. No, no discernible reason for anyone to do anything. Um, no. But, you know, whatevs. So... <laughs> So this is so that's our opening. Yeah, the president grows a pair. But Like I say, you got Hogan giving it the whole, you know, going up, going down. Yep. Fine. Up for all of that. Um, and actually at this point, bearing in mind, I've had about seven pints. So I kind of up for this. I'm kind of <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about it at this point. Um, then the credits come in and I like the music, but the credits themselves are fucking awful,
1: absolutely atrocious. And then we've, we've skipped over a bit as well. So he, he escapes and he, he, you know, again, we get some fa- some fantastic acting. and we're like, oh, no, stabilize, steady, okay. Oh,
0: that's so, red that, isn't so you it, when the pod's it's, coming out,
1: yeah. So the, the pod's spinning and, and all, of a sudden, all of a sudden they're just going to go, oh, yeah, we can lock the camera off, okay. Yeah. So they, they get through that and then we get this nice bit of exposition about, actually, yeah, we haven't really got anything for you to do. So, no, this is the reason you're going on vacation. Um, he has a toddler tantrum. In much the same way that I have broken four PlayStation controllers and a Game Boy. Things haven't gone my way and so I've slammed the fucking thing.
0: Yeah, he literally does. Yeah, it breaks his fucking... I, I mean... Look, I do this with shit all the time, uh, yes. most recently my blender. Uh, <laughs> I I'm just, I, I do. If, if I get wound up, yeah, and you're dead right. What do you do? You throw it or you kick it or you punch yeah. it. You're just like,
1: for so, fuck's sake. So he has, he has this massive toddler tantrum, and then they say, they say oh, your ship's going to have to repair itself, so you have to do it. Now, 0.1% or whatever it is to make, you no, know, oh, that'll take me six weeks. What am I going to do for six weeks? Now, first of all, science point, weeks are different wherever you go.
0: Good. Point. Do you know what? I'm normally pretty crash hot on science in, in stuff like this. But yeah, I hadn't even thought a, that. A is that in a week, Earth uh, Weeks? Or or is exactly. That... So
1: there's, there's that Good before you start. Point. But then you get this bit. So his computer works out where he's going, and you get a nice bit of casual racism from Hulk Hogan. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> Ugh, Earthlings. <laughs> so who'd just seen that one coming? Uh, alarm
0: bell should be ringing at this point. <laughs> All those years ago, we should have realised. Um, but I mean, again, the whole concept of this is just fucked. Because before he even breaks the control panel, they're basically saying to him, like, "Yeah, you've you've done everything. You've saved the galaxy. Like, yeah. you know, at you're going to weep off. You know, weep because there is nothing left to conquer. Like, what what are you going to? And that essentially is the plot of our film. Like, it's Hulk Hogan goes on holiday.
1: Yeah. That, that, that's it. All else to do. Yeah,
0: they literally say to him, "Well, there's no missions for you. You're not going to, to save anybody. You're not going to, to protect anything. So just Fuck off! Really? See you, yeah. in, see you in a fortnight. Go, go
1: mingle with the locals.
0: Yeah, use your wristband.
1: Off you go. Um, yeah. So. So. Yeah. Uh, so that, I, that's amazing. and you get the bit, of, and again, just put the credits. So you get the credits start with that, and then you sort of, you get the really crappy bit where he flies in, he flies to Earth, and then again, I'm not, I'm not a physicist, I'm not an aeronautics engineer, but. I'm fairly sure if something's flying in, it doesn't just stop dead, then stall, then fall directly to the ground. I'm not no. sure that's not how it works.
0: Yeah, pretty sure there's going to be some sort of momentum and also gravity involved here. Yeah. Um so you, never so you mind have re-entry and all of that as well. <laughs> yeah,
1: so so that's a bit fucked up. And then so he crashes through the roof of a disco, all right? Now, essentially he crashes through the roof, but then when he turns the when he turns the power on, all the disco lights and everything come on. Where are they coming from? Because he's just made a hole in the fucking roof. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So Also, he makes no attempt to repair it when he's hiding his spaceship in the most no, obvious just, place. Everywhere, anyway. Which is, yeah, like, I, the I just Made a hole
1: in the roof. Yeah, I made a hole in the on. roof. The, the, the lights are flashing, the music's playing. I'm drawing attention to myself, left, right, and centre, because the middle of the fucking afternoon. Right. And oh, I know. Yeah, that's fine. I'll just leave it there.
0: Plus, if the lights are going, the music's playing, the power's on, this suggests this is an operational
1: nightclub. So, well, yeah, somebody's uh, gonna notice there's no roof on it, and there's a big spaceship in the middle of it. Yeah, Friday he night, can't even be off the half over it. No, no, he, he just can't... fucking leaves it. <laughs> he
0: just fucking so
1: fucked off. So you get that, and then you get the song, which again I, I I that always pops up in my head every now and again. That no, that's yeah. uh place to live. Um and you get you know, the, the the Hogan lyric or oh, I wouldn't want to visit, you know, all this sort yeah. of stuff again, yet more fucking casual racism from Hogan. Great, can't fault it. So you get that, and they're all taking the piss because of the way he's dressed and all the rest of it, because it's the nineties and everyone's dressed like a fucking dapper dan, obviously. No, not uh yeah. no Every, everybody's too cool for schools to seeing him walking through in his fucking space boots. Is that that's the thing that tips them off.
0: But when he walks about in skin tight lycra later on, that's absolutely fine. Um back, back that. So we, there,
1: and we get a thing where they, they try to do they, they try to give him a bit more character because now all of a sudden they do this thing with the dog, and all of a sudden we've seen no evidence of it so far, but all of a sudden he now has empathy. So he gets the dog out of the car and stuffs the owner in. And yeah, steals I mean, his clothes for well, that as well. So, no, he's not that much of a decent guy. He nicks the guy's fucking clothes. Yeah,
0: I mean, some of that stuff, though, is... He, the stuff of it's in fucking around is good. I like all of that. I, I do it, like
1: it it. it. it works. It, it works. And you, you could tell that... <laughs> The, all the descriptions I've read of it, and it be it on wiki or on like what, no, what, when I got it on iTunes, or all stuff, it all talks about being, him being fairly dim-witted. Well, he's not. He's just out of his depth. He's in a place he doesn't understand. So I kind of get that. And the whole thing of him discovering where he is and how things work, that's fine. The bit where he fucks up the vending machines, so all of a sudden, you know, all the quarters start raining out. That's all fine. That all works really well. Even the bit with the dog, to a point, works fine. But it's just like, why does he, why does he steal his clothes?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hardly give me your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle, is it? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's,
1: no, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll strip you naked, put a muzzle on you and let the dog have your dinner. That's not yeah, quite the same. Yeah, it doesn't um, really make I, any sense. And it, it doesn't even make him look cool because he's in a fucking vest, a fishing like tank top and a pair of short shorts. I mean, it's also a
0: very public mugging. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, literally, it's like, you know, let's just walk through this quickly. You would have had to break into the dude's car, get the dog out. Accost the dude, strip him naked, throw him in the car, and put With the dog well, on, Yeah, put the dog at the table, and then presumably fuck off without paying because he hasn't got any money. So he's but committed I don't know how many of... felonies.
1: And also get out of, get changed out of his space gear into the dude's fucking hot pants. True. Plus so public
0: exposure as well.
1: So And then go back and stash the fucking the the spacesuit before yeah. he goes anywhere else.
0: Like I said, logic, not the strong point of this film. Well, narrative I've got a better structure. One
1: than that coming up as oh, well.
0: Oh, there's, there's plenty of them. One of the ones that really bugs me, um, and you know, it actually pays off in the end, and they make a point of seeing it and paying off, but I don't understand what's happening. Um, when we are first introduced to Christopher Lloyd, yeah. they, on, on his way home from work, there's this running gag of him with traffic lights. Yes. And I, I don't understand what's supposed to be happening at the no, traffic I, lights.
1: No, I... I don't know whether it's supposed to portray him as some, some sort of loser or whatever it is, but for whatever reason it's just boring. It's like, okay, he's, he's gonna yeah. have a drag race, he's gonna do something. Oh no, he's not. He's but, gonna drag race. Oh no, he's not.
0: I, I get all that. Like he's gonna he's gonna go for it, but he hasn't got the bottle and stuff like that, and then he's he's the But it but it's entirely sort of,
1: pointless. We've already seen that. Well we already see that with him. We're showing the act. office yeah, along yeah, with I, the boss.
0: But it's not even that. I get what they're trying to tell us and the fact that it's not needed. What I don't get is why everybody else races off, as does he. He's off the mark. Then the lights change, and he stops and reverses back.
1: Well, yeah, that, that's the whole reversing thing that made no Who sense either. Who does that? I the, know yeah, if, that's if, if you're, halfway through, if you're halfway through, you just fucking you're
0: go. You're committed. You go. Like that's perfectly legal. You've passed the line. You've committed. And then, look. Maybe maybe the laws of, of the sort of road are different in America, but I'm pretty sure they're not. I'm pretty sure if you're through if, if you're You through, carry you're on through. going, because the most dangerous thing you could do in that situation is exactly what
1: he does. Yeah, you use so, the bricks and go backwards. Yeah. That, that, it doesn't make any sense. You're right. So I mean that that you get that. And then there's another logic gap where um Hogan's character finds a flyer for an apartment with an arrow on it. Yes. So he takes it like he's following a fucking compass. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hang on, that bit of paper ain't changing, mate.
0: I mean, there's, there's also the whole thing that Shelley Duval has literally converted their garage into an apartment yeah, yeah. without Christopher yeah. realizing anything in the an afternoon, despite him being a fucking
1: architect. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, yeah. And I it's, think it's, he probably noticed. Well, yeah, and like you get the whole thing again. Like, you no, know, you're first introduced to her, and she's like, you no, know, trying to bully him into into going, asking for a raise. I'm not being funny. Who goes and asks for a raise? Yeah, because all yeah. that happens is you fuck people off. Yeah. It's... They'll tell you to fuck off, and then and then when they when they're looking at redundancies or restructuring the rest, hang on, he's that greedy fucker who told, told us we weren't paying him enough. We'll tell you what, we'll pay him fuck all. Let's get rid of him. Yeah, that's how. That's not how life works. It's because oh, I, I, excuse me, boss man, I want to raise. You know, you, you accepted your contract, you took your job. You can't. No, it's it, no, it's and we all do. We all bitch about the fact we could, we could do with being paid more. But by and large, you 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 make your choice, don't you? You take it or you don't. If yeah. you've taken it, you can't then turn around and say, oh yeah, no, I should have I should have got more. That's this it. is
0: this is very much a film thing, isn't it? Where people just go and ask for raises. Like no yes. this is not, ask
1: for promotions. Yeah,
0: this is not how it works. You get a promotion, you'll get a raise. Yeah, but you need yeah. to be in the running to get that promotion. You don't just go, Oh, do you know what? I need more money. No, that's not how things yeah, we work. We all need more fucking world.
1: money. Yeah,
0: that, that's not how things work. Um but getting back to this actually, I I, I think all of this sort of comes together. So we've talked. I've got some notes about the dog thing here, but we've already talked about that. Like, because the thing I've written here is besides all of the, the the stuff we just talked about being illegal, like how the fuck do the clothes fit? Um, well, yeah, because Hal about, Hogan's a fucking giant.
1: Well, I was gonna say, he, he's, he's my height, he's the same height as me, S- similar weight, but an entirely different shape. Yeah, he's
0: a fucking um, giant. Like, how yeah. the hell does this average Joe's. Well,
1: not, not even average show. He's you know, he, he looks like if, he, if, he's he's a foot, yeah. if if he's six foot if it's six foot is a push, but also he's about my build, not my fucking uh, yeah. shape as well.
0: Yeah, there's no way the clothes would fit. Um, no. but then there's also um, you know, in this in this opening with him walking through the town and stuff like that, there's all these shots of like the kids running along following him, and obviously they're supposedly doing it because he's wearing the power armor and stuff, and he looks a bit weird. Yeah. But the kids are clearly following him overjoyed at the fact that they're in a scene with Hulk fucking Hogan. Yes, it is, exactly. Exactly, Watching these kids is joyous. Like <laughs> it, it is actually joyous watching them all run. They're having the fucking time of their lives
1: because well, they're running that.
0: around chasing Hulk Hogan around. It's fucking nobody's acting. They're just all utterly starstruck by the fact that that's Hulk Hogan, which is really fucking. It looks like the opening to Rock and Wrestling. Uh sounds yes. the stands the woman falling over. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. So. I, you know, I, I quite like all of the kind of knocking about stuff, you know, with it him sort of uh, changing, you know, it's just breaking the machine and, you know, locking the guy in the car and stuff like that. That's that's fine. All good. Um, and then we follow Chris Lloyd home for a bit as well. Then we get the traffic light thing um, and then we get like the most A plus reverse parking job I've yeah. ever seen in my life that could only ever happen in a film. Yeah. Like it, it's like seven it's like stunt driver reverse parking. It's it's unbelievable. Um, so, fair play to him for that. Um, then, I think this, this, is, this is where we get our first proper introduction to Shelley Duvall, who's barely in this film, Yeah. Um, despite having, you know, reasonably high up billing. I think she's something like third in the credits. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, God fucking damn, I love Shelley Duvall. She's far too good for this. Like, yeah, what... that was that was one of my big problems with this. Like, what the fuck is she doing here? Yeah. Like what what the hell? Um, however, in this, all I can think, well my my love of Buffy the Vampire Slayer has been widely talked about on this on this podcast and others, but she has big willow energy for this whole fucking film. That's yeah. all I can think about when I see her in this. Yeah. She's just got big willow energy. Like that's <laughs> that's all she is to be is grown up willow in this. Um, but you know, she's good, it's fine. Um but None of this makes any sense. She, she she reveals that she's converted the garage into an apartment, yeah. and then all of a sudden, like Shep just shows up
1: at the door, like does, does with that his flyer compass in hand.
0: Yeah, does that happen in real life? I don't but, fucking no, think so. I mean,
1: this is the, this no, this is the the late eighties, early nineties. People were more trusted then, so they would put the address of the apartment on the fucking flyer, presumably.
0: Yeah, I guess, um, but you know, he, they he didn't call ahead, did he? No you know, he moves in with them. They invite him in, they they have dinner and we have that, this kind of getting to know him kind of thing. And this is one of the biggest problems I think I have with a film watching it now is there's clearly like the setup of him trying to fit in the family. And that I think could work. It's a different kind of film. Yeah. Um, But I, I think that could work, but we kind of, as we get towards sort of the end of what passes for act two, they just jettison that completely yeah. And and just focus on him and Christopher Lloyd. And I, and I feel like that it's weaker because of that. I feel like the thing of him actually, I mean, it's called Suburban Commando. The thing of him trying to fit into this and have that holiday. Yeah. And then face basically an earth threat, I think, would be a far better film than what we yeah. get. I think there's more comedy. And I certainly think, you know, when you see him in this scene at the dinner table and you've got that kind of sort of he doesn't quite fit. Kind of scene going on. He's clearly not from around here. Like, I think there's more charm that comes through in Shep's character in this scene and, yes. than in most of the rest of them film put together. Like, unfortunately, again, Hogan, not a great actor. So I think more could be made of that with a better actor. Yeah. I remember reading many, many years ago, as usual, done no research specifically for this podcast, but as I say, this is a film I watched many times. I remember reading many, many years ago, this was originally. A vehicle for Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito yeah. before the twins came along.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, they, and, they passed on this to go and do Twins instead. And
0: you could definitely see how much more charming this would be with Arnie yeah. sitting yeah, here right. rather
1: and, than I, and the thing is as well, I mean, you could, as you said, you could do. It would be a different type of film. But if you if you were to think of an ET or a Bigfoot and the Hendersons type of thing, That's where no, they're, they're after be. him because they fight because no, whether it's because he's an alien, yeah, whether, like whether, Earth whether, is after him. Yeah, whether it's Earth and after him, or even if it's if it, even if it is fucking no other aliens after him, the whole thing of them banding together to get him away—that is the mission. The mission is to like, get him to escape.
0: Yes, that no, yeah. that
1: means something. That has a bit more threat to it. Whereas this, it's just like, oh well, okay, there's some dudes after me. Okay, but we've already seen you kick the shit out of everybody else. So That's the problem. A problem. There's there's
0: no threat. He's a one man army. And also I
1: feel like we haven't had enough
0: bonding between him and the family yeah. before that. Like you know, they do the basic work, like, you know, he, he helps out the kids and stuff like that. Yeah. So they do they do the basic work of why they don't like him. But I feel like we we need to see this relationship evolve. You know, you need to have them all think he's a bit weird at first, and then everybody come around, and then him he needs to be a part of the family before, like he is by the end. But he needs to be a part of the family before. The, before the start of Act Three, basically, yeah. so so that when the pressure's on, like yes, they will all give their lives to him. They have to get Shep home because he's one of them. Yeah, you know, um, and that never really comes through. Um, but we do pretty much straight away. Now they set the bounty hunters off after him for no good reason other than he's the good guy and they're bad guys. Yeah, they need that, the I guess, So yeah. um, And the weirdest thing about this film, not now for me, but certainly as a kid, I could never wrap my head around the fact that the Undertaker. Yeah was one of the bounty hunters like, yeah it was it was fine that hulk hogan was shep ramsey that that i could work out because hulk hogan is, is hulk hogan and he's hulk hogan playing yeah. shep ramsey um but the undertaker was such a I I mean he was such a heightened character he was so cartoonish in his in yes. persona that to then see him step out of that and play something else i was like what? Well, hang on no that's the undertaker they hate each other they can't be in a film together. Well, like, yeah. If, he, if he'd have been playing the Undertaker in this, fine. Yeah. But he wasn't, and I, I couldn't wrap my head around that.
1: I think the problem is well, this was this was made in nine. This came out in ninety one. So yeah. this would have been probably shot at the end of ninety when Undertaker first appeared. So everybody would have no anybody who's going to see this film would have been a wrestling fan. So yeah. everybody would have known who Hogan was, and everybody would have gone, "Hang on, that's fucking Undertaker. Why? Yeah, exactly. Why is he? How is he in this?" And I think it was detrimental to him be, just because the because of he was in the middle of food with Hogan at the time that he went in play. They both went in playing other people. Yeah, and we you know we've talked about this. You no, know, obviously we've talked about this before with Disney as an example, where like the likes of Mickey Mouse are character actors and they go and play other things. And it's the same. It's the same with the wrestlers; they they will yeah. play character. They're playing characters, but. Because it's then being sold as Hulk Hogan playing somebody else. Yeah, you that you then it's it you can't reconcile that part of the world the, that part of the world whereby Hulk Hogan could be playing somewhere someone else, but somebody who, who plays another character alongside him normally isn't yeah, themselves.
0: It, no, it, it doesn't work because it's it's not uh, Terry Ballella playing Chef Ramsey, however you pronounce his fucking name. I'm pretty sure that's close. Um, Fair enough. It's Hulk Hogan playing Shep Ramsey. So yes, yes, you're right. It's the same as Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck playing something. It's it's a fictional character playing another fictional character. in the same way that you know, with The Rock. The Rock plays characters and occasionally Dwayne Johnson plays well, I think, characters. I think he's transitioned away from The Rock now, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but when, when, for instance, he first started his career, W.E. had a field day on that and really made it work because he came back with an in-ring persona where all of a sudden The Rock was a Hollywood superstar. Yeah. And he came back in and he wore his shades and played his guitar in the middle of the ring. And, and he had a sort of, a well, they tried to give him a heel turn, but he was too popular by that point. Yeah. So everybody just ended up lapping it up, but they made that work and they could do that with Hogan as well. You can't do that with The Undertaker because he's such a heightened character. Yes. There's no way that The Undertaker would play anything because take... it's why the whole American badass thing never worked for me either. Because Taker mm-hmm. is Taker. It's as simple as yeah. that. That gimmick is so strong.
1: Yeah. That I mean, couldn't that's that's the reason that gimmick else. can
0: do it for 30 years, more or less. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So it, it just really struck me as weird as a kid. However, having said all of that. Obviously, I'm older now. I realise he's
1: a real person. I realise
0: that <laughs> Undertaker is... Well, he, he spent
1: uh, 30 years hiding it, didn't he? Yeah. Um,
0: he's fucking excellent. <laughs> he's genuinely fucking excellent. He's way better than Hogan. I mean, granted, he doesn't speak. And when he does, he's overdubbed. Um, but he's excellent. Like, he, he's got real physicality. Like, he has well, this, this the is comedy the, of it as well. This like, is the thing. And I think he, this is
1: it, something that even even early on in, in his WE or WF career... Um, he was you no. Know, he always had that physicality, but he all, he had that that presence. But yeah, you always got you always got the impression, of you no. Know, he he was he was playing a character there. So, you know, he he was going into that as an actor as well yeah. as an athlete. So you kind of got that. Whereas you know, most other people who broke away, they were athletes or so, you no, know, they were professional wrestlers who were then trying their hand at acting. Whereas because he had to play such an intense character anyway. It didn't yeah. really matter to him, and it you know as no. as that's gone on. I mean, it's only last year he retired, but as that's gone on, and you know he's maintained that character, he maintained K for in twenty eight years or whatever it was. You know, he's never broken away from that. No, and again, that shows how good he is and how, how capable he is of doing that.
0: He's he's fucking excellent, and now he's retired. Like I, I genuinely think the guy's got a career now playing like grizzled old Western veteran. Yeah, I, I, like, I don't
1: know if you saw. Um, I know you've not watched product recently, but, uh, WrestleMania last year, he did, um, they, they, started, they did a couple of cinematic matches. Um, yeah. and he did a match with AJ Styles, which is really good. Um, and yeah, it, it, there's, there's very much in the storytelling. It was very much a sort of, you no know, Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Sort of, he's got, uh, you know, he could, he could have an entire, another 10 years doing that easily.
0: Yeah. Um, he's got real fucking presence. He's, He's yeah. one of the best things in the film, um, so yeah, he, he's really good. Um, but my next note that we've already talked about, like, I don't really know why they're after Shep, other than Shep's the good guy and they're the bad
1: guys. Well, because the the, the impossible explosion that should have should have no, that obliterated that ship. Yeah, you know, because he put like fifteen million grenades in it, didn't actually kill the dude it was supposed to kill. Somehow. Yeah,
0: yeah, I get it. So, so now he wants revenge. So, so now thing, he wants but... revenge. Right?
1: But again, it's that logic thing. Is when he when he popped up. So, Hang on, aren't you dead? Yeah, because and it's, literally, your your ship got blown into fifteen billion pieces.
0: Yeah, and it, and it's also the thing of like, okay, I get that, so that's revenge, but there's there's not enough agency then in the story for for Shep to be the one that's being hunted. Yeah, because he doesn't need anything. Shep has no interest in any of this other than to survive, and he hates Earthlings, so he wouldn't give a shit if they destroyed the planet.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, as long as not on it at the time.
0: All of the agency is with our bad guys. Because they need to find Shep, yeah. so the actual forward momentum in the story is with them, and it's all a bit topsy turvy. Whereas in the meantime, then we get, and again, really works. And I prefer this version of the film. We get for Shep, we get this little triptych then of him watching a TV show with Shelley Duvall, not understanding yeah. it. Then the mailman comes. Then yeah. the paperboy comes, and it's yeah. fucking really good stuff. Like it's yeah, and really again, funny. That, that's, the that's, that's water especially. stuff is brilliant. Yeah, it's really really good. And, and like I said, Hogan's actually, you know, for as much as he can't emote for shit, he's got really good comedy chops. You've got yes. to give it to him. Like, he is funny. You know, his his timing is really good. His facial expressions are just the right side of uh, pitch into the stalls for comedy. They're no good for anything else. Yeah. But, you know, he blows his cheeks out and the, the tash starts to wobble and he goes on yeah. bulgy. Like, good. The paperboy gag is like I genuinely laughed out loud at. I thought yeah. he was really, really good. Um. Uh, And then we get this thing with the fucking traffic lights again. Yeah. Like, and again, this is the second time now. So they're clearly building towards something. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Why are you reversing? This makes no sense. So it pulled me straight out of it. Um, More fish out of water stuff. I'm I'm sort of whizzing through this now just because there is little to talk about story-wise here. So we've got to kind of look at the technicality of it all. But this is where we get sort of the, the starting to bond now. With kind of Hogan and Chris Lowe where he comes back and he can't park again. Yeah. So Hogan kind of picks up the the
1: dragster. Yeah, and you and get this it. this this whole scene. And it's the second time we've seen him as well with the um, the Colonel. Yes. And not um, the good Colonel with the chicken, but you know, crazy yeah, yeah. dude in that crazy crazy dude in the battle helmet. Yeah, like, so, on fucking so they're, they're talking because they can. Yeah, they
0: get on because, because they're soldiers. They? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that, I mean, that's you know.
1: Yeah, that's, that that was just another one. of those you think, hang on, you you're just kind of burning burning through film here. You, yeah, you're burning screen that. time. That's it. I mean, there was, I would have preferred, and the, the stuff you had there was fine, but I would have preferred, given how much stock they put on later, they no, they really did need to play. No, they, they needed to play up how much Crystallo's boss was putting upon him. They need to Maybe. give him a reason yeah. to want to rip him off. They've, they've alluded to the fact that he was taking credit for his work and stuff like that. I mean, we've all had a boss who does that. Everybody's got a cunt boss somewhere who goes, oh, yeah, no, that, that's, yeah, I appreciate all the work you're doing. And then as soon as you're back straight, it's, oh, yeah, I've done this, I've done that. We've all had that. We've all been there. That's just a part of life. And you, know, you deal with it or you don't. But they, for me, they don't spend enough time building up the, any animosity between the two of them. No. So when it comes to their confrontation at the end, I'm like, OK, well, yeah, fine, whatever. I don't really care.
0: I mean that's that's part of the problem. I think not just with that relationship, but in general throughout the script, is it, it feels like a collection of scenes. And we've had this yeah. when we've watched them. Well, this feels like. And what what we're getting now is, you know, this is this is the point where Chris Lloyd and Hogan kind of bond. Then this is, but we haven't had enough of the two of them at odds yet. Like yeah. we've only we, it's it's only been one night really. Like it it needs to be like. You know sitcom levels of annoyance You know Chris Roy Pratt needs to be drawing the fucking chalk line Down the house and being like that's yeah. your Garage this is my house you stay Away from my family it's like Hogan needs to do Something wrong first almost Yeah to redeem himself almost re- yeah, and, and, and this is him kind of saying look I'm not all Bad sort of thing or yeah. it needs something Like that for this odd couple relationship Which is where we're going to go with this yes. For that to really cement I feel like this is all happening Too quickly but you know what we Do get works it's just that it's not enough of the stuff earlier. And actually, it does lead to, I think, probably the genuinely funniest moment in the film. It's a great fucking line as well. And the build up to it's perfect. You know, he, he gets out, he moves the fucking dragster. Yeah. Then he goes over and like you get like the three or four guys all square up to him. They're all big dudes. And of course, he's fucking Hulk Hogan. So whatever. Yeah. He just stands up tall, puffs his chest down. He's like, what are you going to do about it? And he's like, well, it's the 90s. We're going to sue you. Yeah, it's just really, really like an expectation. It is. It's, it's, it's head, a really, really
1: funny. It's a really nice scene, and then, but again, his reaction to it, what sort of planet is this? Is like, again, it's like, you know, we. It's it's a nice touch because he's expected everywhere he goes. It's yeah, all it's battle that the...
0: fish out of water yeah. again. Yes. It's,
1: it's that thing of hang on. If you come here in the eighties, yes, they they they'd have pounded your face. They'd have the beat you. Know, beat you with a All the all the stuff he said. I can't remember what the line was. It was fairly awful, and yeah, that would have been damn right. We're going to do that, and then you've had a, a fight where you throw somebody through a window. Or well, you know, or you yeah. like, snap somebody in half over the dragster sort of no, You'd have that sort of thing. Whereas actually, you, know, you get the gag about them suing him. He's like, I don't even know where I am. Like, what what the fuck is this? Yeah, that's it. it. It it works really
0: well. And then you know, very shortly after that, we get sort of more more of the fish out of water stuff. It's like they front load it all, but like he starts to hear stuff sort of going off when the kids are in the arcade and stuff like that. Yeah. And like he, he sort of goes into action mode again. And the thing is that like you know. He's a shit actor. We've said this, right? There's not any, and he overacts terribly. Yeah. But there is absolutely no denying the fact that seeing him hulk up and just run into action is is never not awesome. Yeah, like, and that's it, the only reason got...
1: anybody went to watch this film. Let's be fair, yeah. nobody but, like, gave a fuck about about that's this the film only there being a story. Anybody watched him in the fucking ring? Like you did he, He's got, he's fucking got wrestle,
0: his, his work rate was fucking terrible, but. The second he just fucking starts overacting and undersells everything, and just hulks up, and out comes the finger, and he starts. Sh- it is amazing. Like it is, it is amazing, and it's yeah. never
1: not fun to watch. Yeah, um, I've, got, I've got a question as well, actually, with the um, the arcade. What sort of fucking build quality was on that machine? I know, right? It just randomly catches fire. It's like, on. Yeah, that's, that's some sort of health code violation. I'm sure.
0: Yeah, but I remember those machines specifically because it's like it's like an Afterburner machine. I yeah. think it might even have been Afterburner. I think, yeah, got, I, think
1: I think it was. It, they it was had label. Yeah, and and they
0: had like this um, the jo- the plane joystick. style the, 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 joystick. Yeah, yeah, yeah with was, the trigger and yeah, it was really fucking heavy and clunky. So yeah. like that's got the build quality. That's that's a
1: Sega fucking best unit there. Yeah, um, but so yeah, miswired it or you know somebody snapped it. Out. But yeah. again, more like Ethan going snap the joystick. He's not gonna catch the fucking thing on fire, is he? No, exactly.
0: Um, but whatever,
1: I'll, I'll let it. It's not, it's not the most egregious thing that happens in this fucking
0: film, is it? Sure. In terms of fucking science, uh, but we get get this all of these little snippets again and again. This is all good, apart from right logic gap number ten million. Sure. Um, particularly when it's coming from Hogan, who's you know remember his character is all about training and being the best and being fit and yeah. train hard, say your prayers, take your vitamins. So he knows all about fitness and everything. Who the fuck? Goes jogging in jeans. Who does that? Like that? What? No. That's, that, that's yeah. just not. Think of the chafing, especially when you're as big as he is.
1: Well, right? yeah, that's it. I mean, I, 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 I have done it, but generally because I've been caught out and I'm like, oh shit, I need to, no, I need to run out. Certainly, with number one when she's on a bike. She just fucks off now because she's a lot. Faster oh yeah, but, than that, but that's different. So, so, that's like so now all of a sudden I've got to a run. Jeans. Yeah, yeah. So I've done that, and the, you can do it for about a minute, and then you say so they chafe and they fucking rub and they're heavy. Yeah. And yeah, you what you can't do. It. You they don't be fucking will go properly.
0: It. No, you absolutely you wouldn't put them on to go for it So that's uh, I'm calling bullshit on that. However, you know, we then get the thing with the mime and look, punching mimes always good as yep. far as I'm always, concerned. Always like, always it's, it's never not going to be funny whenever you punch a mime. So happy mimes, with that.
1: Clouds, siblings, yeah. Always on board with that.
0: Yeah, always on board with that. Um I, yeah, then we get the arcade scene, and, and again, he's he's legit great, I think, yeah. in the arcade. It's it's a funny scene, you know, and it, his, even his performance, when he takes hold of the joysticks, he starts spouting out all of the fucking action lines, albeit they repeat one of them. I yes. don't know why, obviously they needed to save a cat. Um, but... <laughs> You know, he he manages to stay. As I was saying, when he hugs up, he manages to stay like just on the right side of overacting
1: in yeah. the scene. Like,
0: just manages to pull it in.
1: And, and again, um, the gag at the end of it, it was, oh, you know, you 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 finish the game, or you you beat the game, or it's a like, game. Yeah. Like, and, and just his delivery on that, it's not it's, it's like, it, yeah, it's it, it's so funny. it's and you know, it's it's so unexpectedly understated. After everything we've just had, is that like, well, what game? What the fuck are you on about? Yeah, and it's funny. Just, yeah, it works really, really well.
0: But but here's the thing we've already seen a lot of this fish out the water stuff. Yeah. So it kind they of... It need, needs like to be adapted all,
1: now, doesn't it? Yeah,
0: it all belongs together, and it feels like he hasn't taken a step forward here. You're right. He needs to start fitting in. Um, Christopher Lloyd finds the spaceship because... Of course he does, because it's not hidden at all. Uh, yeah. So he just randomly goes and starts poking around. And somehow, despite being a fucking architect who know, who's put upon and knows nothing about nothing, somehow... He knows exactly what a muscle amplifier is, how to work it, and what it does. Yeah.
1: Um, he literally it, picks it, just it up after and he, goes, It's just after It's he's already amp. set the gun off. Uh, I believe it is. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. he's he's already found one bit of really dodgy, fucking iffy tech, which he miraculously knows how to use. Yeah. I know guns are guns, but you know still. So then, so yeah, so he finds a spaceship And he, you know, we've already seen Hogan go through the sequence Where, and you know, where they work out, you know he, He's 70% suboptimal and all the rest So we've seen that, and then, again, Chris Lloyd goes in And presses the exact same fucking sequence of buttons Just by accident What yeah. are the fucking odds of that? It needs context, again, he needs yeah. to
0: have been following him For a little while because he's suspicious Yeah, You know, he needs and he's seen, seen to Hogan it. Push these buttons Yeah, and, and then he goes in and plays with it You know, uh, but,
1: you know, doesn't But again, pushes the same sequence of buttons, but gets a different outcome. Yeah, because he doesn't get the computer telling him what battery level he's on, or he gets something else.
0: This scene just makes no sense whatsoever. It's there because it needs to be there, and like I say, the work hasn't gone in to get us to it. It feels like kind of it almost feels like Game of Thrones writing, where it's kind of like all the bits are there, like they understand all the bits they need, they're just not doing the work to get them to us, and they're not giving them to us in the right order. Um, However, you know, he does put all the stuff up and go and save a woman, and we get one of another. Gen- like, there are some genuinely funny moments in this, yeah. and I have I can't believe I have never noticed this before. I've seen this film probably six or seven times, and as I said, last time, about eight or nine years ago, when I was definitely old enough to have realised this, I can't believe I didn't, how did I miss the flashing codpiece? Yeah. When the, when the woman's like, oh, you saved my life. However, can I repay you? And the codpiece just starts flashing. Hilarious. Like, <laughs> abs- like lowest common denominator, yes. But it's look, yeah,
1: this is the sort of shit
0: we look for. It, it's the sort of shit we look for, and it's played expertly by yeah. Christopher Lloyd, who is like genuinely I for my money, one of the funniest actors in history. Yeah, I definitely. think he's absolutely his comic timing is impeccable, particularly when he has to be a straight man like this and he's yes. all curmudgeonly and just that starts flashing. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um more comedy with Hogan, then more fish out of water stuff. then we get the skateboard scene. Yeah. Um look. It's funny. It's fucking ace, in fact. It's really, really funny, this game. Yeah, and there's a really nice payoff pay the data as well. Yes, yeah. All really, really good. But again, like, we need to be moving away from this now.
1: Yeah. Like it- and the thing, is, the thing that bugged me with this, actually, is that we, so we get the thing where he's, you know, oh, I'll give it a try, and then he falls off, and oh, my, my monk's stay on longer than that. So he throws it in, no, he fucking launches it. Yeah. And he growls at them and they all run off, and then he smiles. Yeah, so like you're not in a position to be that fucking friendly guy who's pissing about with the kids. No, it, you this, haven't done this the work. Is what I'm for saying that. we
0: haven't done the work. No, and and actually. You Know the work could have been done for that, just like the work could have been done with having him fit in with the family and having rub yes. Chris Lloyd up the wrong way. But instead, we had all of the stuff of him punching mimes and doing the stuff in the arcade. And that it's all funny, don't get me wrong, but it feels yes. like it's a collection of skits yeah, rather than a load of scenes that hang together to form a narrative.
1: And I think the problem is, if you're going to do that, then you need another 20 minutes on this film. Yes, you do, it needs to be longer. Uh, and, and I don't it's very see that rare very rare we often. say that. Yes, yeah. it's very but, rare we say that. No, this, this comes in at about 90. 90- Ninety-five minutes, it's I It's very short. It's 90, very it comes short. in 90 minutes. So yeah. it's it's no, it's but it's more or less on the money lengthwise, because by the time you put your credits on, you're probably talking 85 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's pretty much on the money lengthwise. But actually, they spent so long with these with this effectively this this act one beginning of act two stuff where they're setting up the world and setting up yeah, the story yeah. that actually you probably need another 20 minutes, which I never say. My my normal go to is they're gonna take 20 minutes out of that.
0: Yep, I agree. And, and I think you need a bit more time and it needs more structure as well. Yeah. That's the thing. You do need both here. Um But you know, this is what we get, you know, it is funny, but then more bollocks then, because Shep goes back to his ship and instantly knows not just that someone has fucked with his armor, but that it's Christopher Lloyd fucking yeah. with his armor. Because yeah,
1: who else would it be in an open fucking area?
0: Again, if the two of the, if we put the setup into the two of them having like this kind Conference. of conflict then you'd go oh of course he's fucked with it yeah of course you know? he'd be
1: following me because no,
0: it's, it's no. so easy to build this conflict up. all you do is and, and it all ties together this you know you, you bring him in you have the fish out of water stuff but actually you know he is quite charming as, as we said and he, he does a lot for the family okay because he's yeah. a big dude so the wife loves him the kid loves him you know it, wife and kids all, all think he's great whilst Chris Floyd is out sweating his nutsack off In a job where everybody hates him and he's underappreciated. And so there's a jealousy angle here that's very easy to play. Yeah. And they don't reach for it. And it's a shame because it's there on a plate, you know? Absolutely. And and to be fair, like, Chris Floyd is playing it. He is playing that. He's just not given the material. Um, But whatever. Um, Then we get, we haven't talked about him yet, other than briefly, but we've got to take a minute just to talk about Larry Miller because he's a. Fucking legend yes like yes he's he's typecast but what an absolute legend yeah you know, one of my favorite lines in the piece from him but 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 now you're a motorboat absolutely
1: <laughs> fucking genius. yeah no i'd, I'd missed that one actually
0: um and yeah. a lot of it comes just from his performance i don't know if it was ad-libbed or not it feels like it is but there are very few people that could have just sold it as well But 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 now you're a motorboat absolutely hilarious Um, he's he's great every time he's on screen just his energy is fantastic just really really good um and and it's handy you know when things are so paper thin and as you say when there hasn't been there's definitely not enough sort of going to the build up of the animosity between those two it's so great that you have such a instantly sort of hateable
1: character if you like and you've got the energy that he's putting into it yeah, um, I mean, yeah. The, the thing that for me that they should have had is they, they they needed more. And again, this would come into that extra 20 minutes that, no, that they needed. But thinking of, um, I can't remember his name, but the, the boss in National Lampoon's Christmas vacation. Yes. Yeah. That's where you need to go with it. You need you need Christopher Lloyd to be so fucking downtrodden. Yeah. And so you know, he's getting it at home because his wife thinks, no, his wife realizes he, he's underappreciated and overutilized and all the rest of it. So you've got that. You've got the boss who takes the piss. You've got the family who are relying on him because again, we don't really spend much time with the family either. We don't really see the. We kids. Don't spend
0: it. This is what I was saying. We don't spend any time with them, and they, so, they are the key to this. We have yeah. to because because both of our our leading couple, then you know, uh, Hogan and Chris Malloy, they they're kind of bonding together. It's for the family. Yeah, that's the common denominator. So we have to understand yeah. their relationship, and they, the animosity that comes fr- between them in the beginning has to stem from them as well.
1: Yes, exactly. And it
0: doesn't. And that's the that's the piece that's missing.
1: It, it is. And I mean, I'm thinking about it. I mean, um, the kids are only, I mean, the daughter certainly is only in like three scenes. Yeah. There's the one right at the beginning where Christopher Lloyd's in the garage working. She said, no, mom says, don't forget, you gotta to go to work. Then there's the one where Hogan carries the two kids and saying, are these yours? And then there's the yeah. end where Susan. Where they're brings all them together. To yeah. Where all together. And Christopher Lloyd has to has to hand Shep over to save his family. So there's so much they could have done there, and again, going back to that National Lampoon model, where you think, right, all the bits are in there. You no, know, you've got the dickhead boss, you've got the the overbearing family, you've got no, you've got the, I mean, if you if you replace, ah, um, oh, fucking the cousin Dennis, it's not Dennis Quaid, it's Randy Quaid, isn't it? Yeah. You replace him with Hulk Hogan. Job yeah. done. Yeah. That, no, and you've got you've got all your the elements there, but yeah. it's just like they're afraid to pull the trigger on it and actually do it.
0: Yeah, and and again, I I feel like that's something that would come through more had we had um sort of the original cast in of Schwarzenegger and De Vito because I, I feel like probably more money would have been put behind this they certainly yes. as performers both of them would have been given more leeway to do what they want to do as well yeah. um you know so and I feel like we would have spent more time like when you've got especially at this time in the late 80s which is when it would have been with those two um yeah. you know both of those are very expensive
1: performers. So if you're paying I mean, the for the total them, budget on this was only eleven million. I mean that you paid fucking say that would not
0: pay for, for Schwashnick, right? So if you're paying for them, you are putting them on screen every possible second that you can. So I think that relationship would have worked a lot better. Um but you know, nevertheless, we you are dead right. That is exactly the problem with the film, as I say I alluded to earlier. That is the that is the key problem here is we don't spend enough time with the family because they, they're the key to unlocking everything. Yeah. Um but then for reasons the, the two of them decide to get together and go searching for the power armor because it's giving off a fucking signal because Chris Lloyd's admitted it, and now all of a sudden Hogan gives a fuck about Earth, apparently. Yeah. Um
1: but again no, so- I mean it it's if the if you if you're gonna deliver it the way you're delivering it, it's um, it's not that he gives a shit about it. He, it's he gives a shit because he's gonna get he's gonna get caught because of it. Yeah, but it's not played either or either way. It's, kind no, of it's played all, well now also there's danger, but danger to who? Danger to you? Danger to Chris? It's like oh well no, it's just dangerous. It needs to be danger to the family. Yeah,
0: that's and again because we haven't had that and it's missing. This all feels a bit superfluous. However, again the actual mission part of it what is now going to be our act two then latter half of act two and and takes in act three is good and the two of them together actually you know they don't have a lot of chemistry at all um in fact they've got none um (laughs) but you know the two of them together just about managed to muddle through it you know we get we get the the stuff like there's a great scene between them uh, where they go looking for the thing first one they get out what is clearly a repurposed pke meter yeah. Um, clearly they've bought that. It's just come out of the prop shop and they've yeah. just changed it. It's clearly a PKE meter. Um, but after they fucked around looking for things, they pull it out and scan it. And Chris Lloyd just turns to him and says, well, why didn't we use that in the first place? Yeah. And I just turns around <laughs> and says, shut up. Like, yeah. It's really, really good. Like, it's quite meta as well. They literally, is, like, and that is the audience going, why didn't you just do that?
1: It is. And it's, that's, that's probably the most frustrating thing about the film. Yeah, yeah. for no, for all I mean, we've talked for the best part of an hour already about things that haven't worked. But actually, when when you put the two of them in a scene where they just go, don't be a dick. Yeah. It really works. It's yeah, funny. yeah. They get away with it. Yeah. It's funny, it's charming enough. There's enough about the characters to go, oh, for fuck's sake. You know he's right. Just punch him in the arm and get on with it. But they don't do enough of that. So they, they try to build up this whole thing whereby there's this fucking existential threat from The Undertaker and fucking Tony Longo going. Oh, actually, yeah, you know what? They're going to find me now. Well, so, well, yeah. what, happens if, what happens if they find you? What are the consequences? What happens if they find you? Are they yeah. going to hand you over? Are they going to kill you? Are they going to attach you to a fucking lamppost and strip you naked? What No, what happens?
0: I think and I think what what they're reaching for with the two of them, like I said, they, they are good together, but they just don't have enough chemistry no, they don't. to they're... make up for the lack of story. If the story had gone in, then the chemistry would have somewhere to grow from, and I think yeah. both of them need that to get there. Whereas, for instance, you know, you get easy chemistry between Schwarzenegger and DeVito in Twins. Or what they're going for here really is, is you, you're kind of going for Riggs and Murtagh again. And yeah. you just, that is magic, that chemistry. And when, when you have two actors that have chemistry like that, yes, you can get away with next to no fucking story. You just give them a MacGuffin and go, off you go, fucking yeah. carry on. Because you'll yeah. just watch them all day fucking long. But they haven't got that. So we need the story to get this. Day. Because as you yeah. say, actually, when when they do manage to, to have those moments and when they do pay off in the context of a scene, they work really well. That, that, that is a good gag. Why didn't you just do it in the first place? And Hogan oh, just crouching off. at him. Shut up. Yeah, just shut up. Really good. And then, you know, we get the thing then where they're all in, I think it's a bank they're in or whatever, some billion. And he's going like, who's got the thing? We want the thing and what have you. And Hogan just wanders out and says, I am the one that wants the thing back. And there's, you know, just playing off the way they're all talking about it. And then again, he's genuinely funny when he's allowed to just be like, just tread on the line of like, this is, yes, this is cheesy, this this is stupid, but I'm Hulk Hogan, so I can get away with it. Yeah. And by and large, like the the antifreeze gag is fucking great. Where they're shooting him with a freeze gun and the cloud clears and he's just drinking it down. He just snarls at him and goes, antifreeze. (laughs) It's funny. It's really fucking funny. Like genuinely, um, but there's like again, why is any of this happening? Is the problem? It's just a collection of funny things happening. Well, and if I and want it, that, I'll watch a even... fucking sketch show.
1: Well, that's it. And he, like, even where you get beyond this point, part and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden you get um, the, the the two bounty hunters burst into the vault, and he locks them in the vault. Again, that's funny. But again, we've just seen them break through a wall. Yeah. So you know why do we why? not? You know, why do we not see the follow on from that? Are they now trapped, or they just go, "Oh fuck it," you close the door, we're going to go the other way.
0: Yeah I mean it's, it's also like This is the first time we've really seen them do anything As well the bounty hunters Like we've seen, yeah. the, like, we've seen them at the start We see the skateboard go flying past them we, yeah. Which is a really good payoff when they come into Earth. Yes. But then like in order to build The threat of them as well bearing in mind that we've seen That Shep is basically a fucking One man arsenal yeah. like we need To see them be horrible To
1: earth people first but no, no no we need to be horrible we need to, But we need to see them before they get to earth being really Fucking vicious
0: yeah, and we need to see him use that freeze gun because Hogan tells us about it. He tells about it, it'll freeze you and you'll have a really bad headache and stuff like that. Yeah, we need to see it. We need to see them freeze somebody so we understand that that yeah. is a threat.
1: And, and and actually, rather than saying, "Oh, he'll be fine," he'll have a really bad headache when he wakes up. What we need is no to see that used in action. Yes, because as it's no as it stands, it's just like, "Oh well, yeah, thanks, Basil. No, we'll we'll take the exposition and run with it."
0: Exactly. And, and it, it would have been very easy to have set that up in the opening. Yeah. Somebody could have got shot with that freeze gun in the opening. Yeah, in, in, in the Star Destroyer. Yeah, the president, for instance, or whatever he is that Hogan's saving, and then he could thaw him out after they've escaped. And we could, while we're having that initial conversation, we could understand then that, oh, it was a freeze gun and you'll be fine, but really bad headache and stuff like that. Yeah.
1: Oh, that was the other thing that bugged me with the opening as well, you going back to that, when he, when he's talking to fucking Basil Exposition who tells him going to take a holiday. He said oh, nobody blames you for the death of the president. So, hang on, yeah, wait, why not? Yeah, he, 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 said, he was sent in to fucking rescue him and he died. Yeah, Whose fault what, is it?
0: Whereas it would have been much better if he'd frozen him, got him out, defrosted him. But, of course, then they would have had to work out how Hogan gets to Earth. without. No, better still, send the president to Earth in his frozen form. It takes... X amount he's of weeks to, for him to throw out. He's got to protect got to go him now. Him.
1: Yeah, he's got to go and, he's got to much keep him safe. Better. He's got to go bring him back.
0: Yeah. yeah, much better. Or, or like, yeah. He, in his crash landing, the president goes missing.
1: Yeah, and now he's, he's got.
0: It, now you've got a MacGuffin, right? Yeah, there were so many fucking movie, easy, easy, fucking gimmies here. Yeah, um, we get the worst delivery we've had in a film on this podcast to date from Hogan coming up here where, yeah, um, where he just says, "Oh no, down." <laughs> literally like No get down No look out Oh no down
1: <laughs> and That's like when he's giving somebody directions on, on a game And it's yeah. like go yeah. up there No 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 down yeah.
0: well, he's not, There's not even that much emotion in it He literally yeah. just goes oh no down <laughs> Okay yeah. I, I mean it almost feels like an overdub And he just forgot what he was supposed to say And they put him in front Probably. of him and he just went oh no down Yeah that'll do Hulk fine yeah. We're paying you like, yeah. way wage we'll, we'll much for pay- this
1: yeah, if Vince wants you back. Let's just fucking get you out of here. Yeah.
0: Um, so then we get like this. This is his first encounter with the bounty hunters. Chris Lloyd like, gets frozen and what have you. But then this is then our kind of midpoint of the film, our, our mid act two. And, and Shep realizes now that he needs to fight for Earth. Like we get the speech where he needs to fight. He needs to fight these guys off. Okay, but why? Yeah. What he happens has if he no don't? Agency. Yeah, he has no agency.
1: So. Because yeah. if he's not concerned about Earth. Back yeah. off! Yeah, go somewhere it, else. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. And it,
0: there's the thing with the crystals, and apparently the crystals are going to help him get home and stuff like that, right? Fine, but then somebody else needs to be trying to steal the crystals so they yeah,
1: get. Yeah,
0: trying to stop him. Yeah, be, rubbish. So I mean, the only person that tries to stop him is
1: the fucking secretary, basically, yeah. when they want it. And well, we get obviously when you're when you're a fucking black tie ball has got a fucking forty five on her. Oh, obviously, um, course, and again, you know.
0: Yeah, you know, bear in mind we've had so we have had some genuinely funny lines in this film. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I cannot give them a pass for well, if it isn't Fred and Barney. Really? Like that's the best we can do. Yeah, they don't even I know. look that makes no sense. They don't even look physically like Fred and Barney. They aren't in rags. They aren't like if anything, is not... the opposite of a Flintstone. Yeah. He's a fucking space warrior.
1: He's a fucking Jetson.
0: Yeah, exactly. No, but yeah, they, yeah. It's like it, literally, it, they needed a line for them. They needed like, oh, um, we need a double act quickly. Like they yeah. might as well have just said, if it isn't fucking Tom and Jerry, like yeah. it makes just as
1: much enough, sense. If it, if it isn't Laurel and Hardy, you know, so well, at least, at least they were fucking slapstick geniuses. Yeah, genie eye, genie Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know, but you know, yeah. Uh, no, there's a double act that is dumb. That would be it's just as recognizable, just as recognizable, but. It has some sense of context because they're bumbling fucking idiots at this point.
0: And it, you know, if you are gonna go to the point of just pulling out a random pop culture icon like that, surely you at least make it relevant to the time. Like, this is the early relevant 90s, to surely time. Go, or
1: relevant to the genre. You kind of you, you, you make a fucking you again, one a joke. yeah,
0: exactly. So, it's either either you go for something like you say, like the Jetsons or something like that, or I don't know who's who's famous double ass in pop culture at this time. I don't know, what was it early 90s? Um. I don't know. Yeah. Nothing's coming. No. Kid and play something like that. I don't. I don't know. Like, but do you know? Just something along those or, or lines. Oh, you
1: go down the fucking. Re- you go on the fucking wrestling a- aspect and and give it a fucking tag team or something. Something is said about tag teams. I didn't. There's, a, did there's that. a tag team later on when he um when he's fighting the bounty hunters. That's right. Yeah. Um, he, he drops a lift on Tony Longo and then he oh, you, comes You, the, you he didn't tell him was a tag match or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So I mean, but again, you no, know, that that's a terrible guy, but the. At this point where the where you know, the secretary is there, that's the perfect time for it. I mean, what you no, know, I mean you've got plenty of fucking you know, tag teams were a thing then, whereas now it's you no know, they're kind of pissed away, but you know, there was a you no know, a big emphasis on a tag division at the time. You know, fucking yeah. you know, Legion of Doom and Demolition and Powers of Pain and people like that. So fucking throw something at it, which is a, again, your audience here are fucking wrestling fans. Yeah. It's we, gonna mean it's gonna, it's mean, gonna mean something ninety percent of people watching it. Well maybe yeah. 50%, fifty to sixty percent, and then the parents watching won't really give a fuck but you know it's going to mean something to the people watching the movie Watch. yeah, yeah yeah exactly um but yeah in fact we get we get that next
0: anyway that fight with them normally after they kind of infiltrating in the Yeah, this, it, that's the and lift the um, and again, my my only note I've written like here is like I know he doesn't speak or anything, but Taker is really very fucking good.
1: His presence uh, is very His comedy is very good as well. Like where he pops up through no, he's very he goes good. to the Ceiling and he you know, he pops up into the, no he, he breaks through the toilets. His his presence his phys, his his comic physicality is very good. And then they get the gaga of him speaking as well, which which works is excellent. really well. he, he, the, the, the really, the biggest, really good. The biggest annoyance in this fight is that just again, H- no Hogan has no. Hogan's like scenery, he's got his five moves to do. Yeah. But you know, the the, the first one he tries is the double neck chop. Yeah. And Tony Lloyd just sort of spells at him. And like, so, okay, right, fine. And then you know, the floor goes from underneath him. They have all that gag. And you get, you know, Hogan gets the gag about shoddy construction, you get all this sort of stuff, which again It's a nice little gag about the architects and stuff like that. All works really well. But it's just um, again, this you know, they're selling this as you know, being a big a big showdown and actually backhaul happens.
0: And I mean it's, it's again, it's so easy here. Like if you just put him in the power armour. Like, you use those boots to shoot him up and drop the leg. Like, that's all anybody wants.
1: Well, like, this is it. How do you not do well. that? This is the other thing that made me laugh, actually, as well, because he, he gives um, Crystaloid Lloyd the armour and says yeah. it's good for two shots. At this point, it would have been quite useful for Crystaloid. Lloyd so, hang on, I got shot in this yesterday. Yeah, yeah. So hang on, I've already been shot once. So it's only that, good for one shot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because then, at then you get you know, again. You can have a bit of back and forth. Hang, when did you wear it? What? When? When did you get shot? You know, you get all the again. A nice bit of tension. There's a conflict because No, because Shep could have put this on, and all of a sudden he, you know, he doesn't realize it, its uh, its usefulness has been cut in half. All all this sort of stuff, and it never gets mentioned again. It's that logic gap where they just go, "Yeah, fuck it, it's fine." Yeah.
0: It, it... But, I mean, at this point, the logic gaps are the least of the problems because now all of a sudden we seem to be on just a freight train to the end of the film. Yeah, And it's like, hang on, what does anyone want here? What is happening? Because this is just a bunch of – this is a wrestling match at this point. In fact, there's less story than a wrestling match. Yeah. Because that would have been built up for weeks. This is just a bunch of people kicking the shit out of each other now.
1: But Um, no, there's no – there's there's not even any story to the fight. No, it's not as if – now, if you think of you think of your standard no your standard end fight in Rocky, yeah, or your end fight in No Holds Barred, as an example, your hero needs to get the living fuck kicked out of him, yeah, oh, yeah. And find that spark to come back. Yeah, but this doesn't happen here. No, not he at all. He tries and tries and okay, he hits him once and nothing happens. He hits him again and nothing happens. So then he puts him through the floor. Then he puts him puts the other one through the ceiling. But he's never in any peril. The, nope. the fight never. The, the fight is never going against him. So no. it's very difficult to root for him when he's always fucking winning. Yeah, I mean, what
0: what needs to happen here, and again, it's tropey, but yeah, he needs to be beat down. Then they need to turn on Christopher Lloyd. They have to have him at death's fucking door. At and it's point, then he pops he up. up. Yeah. yeah.
1: That yeah, point, you know, and that's
0: what gets the, him into the fight and makes him realize that actually, no,
1: this guy's my friend now. But you... not only that, I mean, that again, that would have been that would have benefited from having the the work done beforehand, whereby they're not really friends and they are no, they are built, they have built up this animosity, and he doesn't give a fuck about him because he's human, or he doesn't yeah. give a fuck about the planet. And all yeah. of a sudden, it's like, oh shit, this this guy's gone out on a limb for me. This guy, you know, this guy's taken me in. His family has been good to me, whatever it may be. He's trying to help me. I I need to save him because it's the right thing to do. Yeah, As it is, it's just like, oh, well, fucking Hulk Hogan's going to win this one then. Yeah. It's the fucking fingerpucker doom all over again.
0: Yeah, it goes, it goes fucking nowhere. Um, and, and you mentioned the stuff about the armor as well. They give um, Chris Malloy, just after this, they give him a whole bunch of science exposition yeah. in, in context of this world that he just has to breeze through to Which explain. Which obviously what's every about architect knows. Yeah. Well, like he, he handles it like an absolute pro. I've got to say, like, yeah, but, Lloyd. you know, <laughs> I, and by this point, like, he's made a fucking name for himself doing this. Yes. Like this is this is just him putting Doc Brown on for two. Well, minutes. this is it. I mean, like,
1: this is what pe- this is what people who are not interested in wrestling, who or, or people who you know have gone into this looking for a comedy film. This is what they've gone to see. They've gone to see Doc Brown at this point.
0: Yes, and get it for a minute. Would be yeah. between
1: two and three. This would be two between future yeah, two yeah. and three, wouldn't it? So yeah. people would be looking for him to do this.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah he, he just spits out a bunch of expositiony stuff um and then yeah we, we're we just on the race to the finish like next thing you know we're fighting the, the big bad um there's yeah. a couple of nut shots which you know how how do you not love a nut shot well,
1: yeah. um and that's what's happening
0: yeah but like actually when the creature reveals himself at the end like what was it 11 million you said this was yeah. i think they must have spent 10 on the creature because he's well, yeah. <laughs> bearing in mind how shit the effects were earlier like that's a seriously decent creature that they get like really really good um even down to the design as well like it's really decent looking yeah um but it it just feels like we're kind of wrapping everything up but way too early um i just i don't know what's happening at this point i'm just like why why is he fighting him again already what what the hell
1: I mean, I've got to be honest, I was watching this last night, so I rented it yesterday. I didn't, because uh, we normally record on a Tuesday, and it was And this week we are doing it a day early. It was Sunday night, as I got to about half past 10, I thought, oh, fuck, I've got to watch a film tonight. Mm-hmm. So I, put it, I I rented it, I put it on, and we were getting, you know, getting on for midnight by the time I, I got to the end. And I was like, oh, have, have I missed a bit? So yeah. I went back and, and doing the last of 10 minutes again, because I was convinced I'd missed something. No, you don't. No, the only thing I missed was that extra ten minutes of my life where I didn't fucking I hadn't missed anything. I had to watch it again.
0: And and again, it's just because there's no MacGuffin to push us over that final hurdle. There's no like, oh no, now they've smashed all the crystals because the bad guys come down and smashed them, so now we're all trapped here, and he's gonna blow up the earth. There's none of that. You know, and it's that simple. It needs something like that. We just need need something to push us over that. I, as it feels like Act 2 just bleeds into Act 3 here because we haven't got the family for everyone to be emotionally invested. You know, we haven't got the MacGuffin of the Crystals, really, because there's never really explained what they do and there's no threat involved with getting them. Yeah. So it's just a bunch of fucking fighting. Um, we haven't even really, like, because we don't know where Shep is from mm. before he comes to Earth, we just know that he hates Earthlings. Like, I don't even really feel like there's an impetus for him to go home. Yeah. It's just an an for him to, to get off earth. It's not like he's got another job to do because it's quiet. No. Like he's got no reason to go. He yeah. could stay uh, here right. if he wanted to.
1: Yeah. Um, Especially now because I mean we get the whole thing He said, oh I don't I don't do goodbyes. He's you no know, obviously he's now he's that's alone. He's really nicely seated. That is really nice and that's done really well. But again you you sort of think well hang on. He doesn't do goodbyes. Yet he, he clearly doesn't have any sort of family or any sort of attachment anywhere because he just goes from you no know, fucking job to job to job blowing shit up. Yeah. So actually give him something to root for, give him something, no, you give him something to want to stay here for and then give him a reason why he can't.
0: Well this this is the thing, like he has to go because it, you know, you could set up the fact because obviously there's the secretary as well and if if the family life with him had been seeded earlier and he'd started to enjoy it and things like that then you can understand yeah. yes, he wants to settle down with her and you know, you could have that moment between him and Chris Lloyd where you know they're, they're jealous of each other because actually you know Christopher Lloyd's jealous because he's he's the big macho space hero I mean, and he's yeah, getting off to boss the but universe actually, and... yeah but then actually Ramsey's really jealous because Christopher Lloyd has everything that he could possibly want because he's got a loving family and a home and a career and so you could have had that moment between them and then when he we, we get the reveal of the secretary in the ship instead of that at the end she could be pleading him to stay and he could decide that he's going to stay on Earth and form a life for himself, and then the call comes in. Shep, the galaxy's in danger. Yeah. And he's got to go because he's the hero. And then he can whisk her up and take her with him. She can yeah. decide to go. And then you sort of get a happy ending because he can go and save the, the galaxy and, and you know he can have girl. his cake and eat it. Yeah. Um, but that's not what happens because none of it's seeded, so none of it can follow through. Even the goodbye that we get at the end, as I say, it's, it's seeded earlier on. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it's got any kind of real emotional heft because he's only actually saying goodbye to Christopher Lloyd, even though the whole family are there. Yeah. It feels like, this, you know, the kid should be upset and the wife should be giving him, you know, just fussing over him, making sure he's wrapping up warm. And Has he got he's enough wondering...
1: sandwiches for his trip and all that sort of shit? Yeah,
0: exactly. It needs to be that. He needs yeah. to be leaving something behind. Yes. Um, and he's not. You know, and we don't get, the. you know, the the suggestion of the transition there as well then is you know he says goodbye and chris will says see you later or whatever so the yeah. kind of slight transference of power there as well but that doesn't pay off because again we don't get any of the work put in earlier on so we don't get to see chris Willard grow as such other than come in and smack his head uh smack his boss over the head and stuff yeah. uh, which again would work better if Shepard coached him into that yeah you know um I, it's such a shame because actually i feel like the bones of a really entertaining film are in this yeah and i've actually i can't say that i didn't enjoy watching it again i know it's dreadful for all the reasons that we've said it is like some of the performances are atrocious but for every bad one there's a good one um some of the effects are awful but they are what they are you know there's also some, like even at the end here before we get to the goodbye thing they go to great pains to wrap up all the loose ends with Shep. he goes back to the neighborhood, gives the kid the skateboard, gets the cat out of the tree, does all and then catapults the little girl, which is again hilarious, hilarious. genuinely funny, you know nice payoff to earlier on with the cat, so they go to great pains to wrap all of that up. I feel like I feel like the comedy writing is here,
1: yeah, I, I just I mean... feel like
0: narratively it's not here there's no story,
1: yeah. I mean, the one thing I don't—I mean, this—this this was the um, the writer Frank Capella. This, this is this is first credit that I can see, right? So you know, he he knows what he he knows what he's doing, and it's just like I said, the bones are here. It's just, whether it's the bones are here and they've gone. Oh, that, there's too much in there. We need to strip stuff out because we only want ninety minutes. Or whether it's like, well, there's stuff there we don't really want to explore. It's going to take too long. It's going to be too you know, it's going to be too heavy. It's going to change the tone. I mean, um, the guy knows he—he he clearly knows how, no, what, no, how a story needs to work, and there seems to be some sort of interference here. I mean, this is his first story Conversely, it's the director's last. Um, uh, but I mean, he—he, his—he's he, one of the apparently one of the greatest Western directors ever. Um, but also, oh, he did—he did um, he directed Comanche in two thousand. But apart from that, he didn't work after this. Okay. But I know he's, he's got a career spanning from the, the early 50s. So, I mean, seem, well, again, he knows what he's doing. It's competent. There's a payday here, but it's, it's just not – it's just like – it's almost like painted by numbers. It's a, this what's on yeah. the page, this is what I'm going to do. and not really thinking, actually, I need to do this, I need to do that, I need to put more into it. And that's if, the disappointing thing because, as you said, the, the bones are there, both with what's on the page and what's on the screen. It just feels like, as a viewer, we've been so short.
0: Yeah, and I feel like obviously we will never know. So, this is as as always just pure oh, guesswork con- entire, on our part.
1: Yeah, it's entirely uh, uh, conjecture uh, on our part. It's,
0: it's entirely conjecture. Okay, but it, it definitely feels like because all the bones are there, I think you're right. It feels to me like, you know, it would be interesting to read an early script of this because it feels like, you know, this stuff doesn't just magically fall into place. The writer yeah. has to know like where these beats come from. okay? So I believe they're in there. And yeah, you're right. It almost feels like there's some sort of interference. And I wouldn't mind betting again when it was going to be, for instance, Schwarzenegger and DeVito. It still pro- probably would have been pitched as a sort of family comedy. But you may have got away with a, a 15 maybe or possibly even a, a top end of a PG. Whereas as yeah. soon as you cast Hulk Hogan, this has to be kid-friendly. Yeah, this is going to be PG. And I think maybe, you know, certainly with the with the with the action scenes, you know, maybe some of that suffered because of it. maybe there are a few more darker elements in there with the story. Maybe there's more, you know, it's kind of like the reverse of Howard the Duck, isn't it? Whereas with Howard the Duck, we had like the opposite where we had all of the beats in place, but then they weren't paying off and they weren't going anywhere. And so it felt kind of weirdly jammed together. This yeah. has kind of got all of the payoff, but none of the early sort of. The so yeah. yeah, so it's kind of the the reverse of that in a way, um, and and again, it it just feels like there's been some sort of loss of clarity in the vision there somewhere, um, and, yeah. and and that starts with with the screenplay. As always, I, I bet there is a much more complete screenplay out there than what we get. Um, you'll probably find a certain amount of it as well is, has been given way to mugging. You know, rather than you know, there'll be stuff that's written on the page and they'll have ditched that and go, oh yeah, but look, Hogan's pulling a funny face there. Kids will love that. Yeah. There'll probably be a bit of that. I don't know. Again, this is all but it definitely feels like actually the bones of something really, really good are in here. It's not original, but yeah. I think there's the bones of something really, really good. Um, even as you say, Hogan's a terrible actor, but he manages to pull this off, you know. Um yeah, it's a shame. I mean, one last point, you know, just, just narratively before we go too much into wrapping up and stuff like that, though. Our final scene is the traffic lights again. Yeah. And and here's the thing, okay? Again, writer knows what he's doing. Rule of threes, is being seeded. It pays off. But what the fuck is happening? I don't yeah. understand. And it, it doesn't work as an end because we don't understand what happened earlier on. I I think what needs to happen with these is he needs to bottle it and not go when the lights change, you know, or he needs to be stuck in a kind of rat race traffic jam where everybody edges up to the lights and it always stops when he gets to them. And whereas this time, because he knows Shep now and he's a bit more kind of macho, this time he puts his foot down, goes around everybody, gets out the fucking gun and then shoots the traffic lights. So he's fucking, you know, he's grown a bit as a character, but
1: as it is, it just doesn't work. Um, and the thing as well, I mean, the whole thing of shooting the traffic lights and blowing up the traffic light unit. Why? Why that instead of giving him a fucking remote control so you can get, he can change it green, and then as soon as he passes, it, turn it red to fuck everybody else over. Yeah. Or, why? Why is he going to blow it up? Or
0: especially because you've got the, Christopher Lloyd as well. Why doesn't he just all of a sudden press a button and
1: have a flying car? Yeah. You know, there's so many better things they could do. than it's no, it's the thing. What like, they, they, you see it in um, in various things in this uh, comedies, in this kind where they set fire to or they knock over speed cameras. Yeah, so it's, it's entirely pointless because all that happens is they will put it back up and tomorrow the same thing will happen as normal. Yeah, you need a, you need a better payoff for it. Yeah, I agree.
0: I agree. It doesn't work as an ending at all. Um It just seems, I...
1: really, it just seems really weak. And no, oh, yeah, I, I I get it. I get the whole three things. I get I get why they've done it, but why you needed three of that in the first place. It doesn't do anything.
0: Doesn't, no, it doesn't do anything. And I feel like it's it's there in place of something which might. Um, and, and that, unfortunately, is the problem with the film. You know, I, I can't say I didn't enjoy this. I did. I had a, Yes, I was three sheets to the wind, all right? But I had a good time. <laughs> I had a good time watching it. Um, it was, you know, it was by no means a slog. I, I enjoyed it. I laughed at it. You know, there were bits that were, that were funny. Um, I don't feel ripped off that I've, that I've paid to to get it again um I, I would rather have watched it for free because i already own it but i don't begrudge yeah. anybody the money i've I, I paid for it. it entertained me i think it was worth every penny of the four pound something I, I can't remember how much it was it was worth every penny of that for 90 minutes worth of entertainment while i was pissed um you know it's just a shame that it's not a more complete product because i feel like you know, I, I have to say, it is categorically not good. There is no doubt about it. This is a very poor film, very, yeah. very poor. It's it's awful in places. Um, it feels like a it feels like a bad sitcom pilot is what it feels like. You know, we mentioned yeah. like Harry and the Henderson stuff. And it feels like this is the start of something. It feels like you know, and and if he couldn't have got away at the end, and he decided to stay on Earth, then a bit yeah, like you... the end of Mac and me, then he has to, every week it's a bit like him adjusting to a new thing on earth and there's a new yeah. threat will pop up, you know, and that's what it feels like. It feels like the first episode of a, of a sitcom or something. But, you know, for all of that, it's like, it's fun. It's, it's fun. It's easy to watch. I'm going to watch it again. I know I will. This won't be the last time I watch Suburban Commando.
1: You know, no, that that was the same for me. I mean, I, as I, said, I have it on VHS somewhere. I've never bought it on disc. And then when it came, I say came up, I looked at it, and it was, I think for on iTunes, I think it was four quid to rent it or seven quid to buy it. Yeah. So fucking no brainer, I bought it. Um, I will watch it again. I'll put it on with the kids because certainly number two will laugh at it. Number one will probably think it's stupid. Um, but that's you no, know, that's ten, ten sort of how things I like go. That she doesn't know, she doesn't like them. But number two will sit there and watch it. It's slapstick enough he'll laugh his box off without really understanding it. Um, and yeah it, you know it works and then i had a bonus today whereby i didn't realize i had store credit with itunes so actually i got money back on it as well so i think i only paid like a quid for it so happy better. days you know um, and, and
0: you've you've actually you've you've brought something up there which we haven't addressed and i feel like it's important that we do so before i forget i'm just gonna sort of jump across you and bring that there like i was very young when i first watched this i would have oh, been yeah. like 10 or 11 so would you and, and i think you're dead right if you show it to a kid today and maybe you can you can talk to this by the time we next record or or in the future, whenever you show it to them, I think a lot of the issues that we have will not bother children. Yeah. Okay. They absolutely will not because I don't think there's enough. There is enough story and enough. Just it just hangs together. As we've said several times, there's enough to keep a kid interested and understand what's going on. And on top of that, there's a load of slapstick humor and Hogan mugging and ball shots. There's no real bad language or violence to speak of. It's, like it's perfect for kids, isn't it? Like yeah. and they, they don't know any better. And I mean I don't mean that to be condescending. I mean that just straight on yeah. the level as it is. For a kid, they're not gonna care about half of the shit that we've ragged on. I barely do, to be honest, because yeah. I enjoyed it. So but then I'm a big
1: kid anyway. <laughs> yeah. But no, I th- I think you're right. And I think it'll be interesting to see how that how that um how that goes. But yeah, I mean it's it's a difficult one because I as I, I saw I remember seeing this in the cinema. So it would have been I would have been nine ten something like that, um, and as we've said before, same as yourself, I was a massive Mark for Hogan. We just had a thing with the Undertaker. You know, he was in the middle of a thing with the Undertaker. So seeing Mark Halloway in there was you know, was uh, that was interesting as well. And yeah, I remember fucking loving this film to a point where I say I then had it on VHS for a birthday or Christmas or whatever it was, and I watched the living fucker. I'm amazed the tape. I will be amazed if the tape still works. And yeah. I'll be amazed if it's not worn out in places. Um, and not for no fast time and rich for high reasons, but just you now. <laughs> um, but, you knew I was going there if you didn't, <laughs> yeah. I thought I'd throw that in. Um, but yeah, no, just because the number of times it's been washed and rewound and washed and rewound and washed and rewound, so yeah, fine. Um, but as I haven't seen this, I probably haven't seen this in about 15 years, if not more, probably yeah. more because I'm pushing 40. Um, so yeah, I mean, to to go back to say, right, okay. Haven't watched this in a long time. Let's look at it. And part of me is thinking, yeah, I fucking love this film. I remember this, but I remember this bit. And part of me is going, what the fuck did you do that for? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, if they, what did they seriously? They, that's the best option. So I mean, I there were points I was I was ready to throw stuff at the TV last night. Yeah. Yeah, um, no, it's it's
0: really bad in places. Like I said, it's categorically not good, is it? Yeah.
1: And then there are other bits. And I said no, the bits we're talking about where no, where you do get the b- b- bits between them, where he's like, why can we have done that before? Oh, fuck off! Oh, shut up! No, mm. that no, that's I'm thinking, that's no, that's your lethal weapon. There, you've got yeah. that. You've got those elements in there. You've got you know you've got your buddy your buddy comedy. You've got your your family movie. You've got all these different elements, in there, and they all pull together, except they don't quite go far enough because the the, the legwork isn't done with them. I think that's that's the ultimate yeah. frustration is that there's there's so much in this film that's just left unexplored.
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think they could pull together. Yeah, but they don't. But yeah, but they're all there, there, there for, for the taking. Beating. It's all there yeah. for the taking. And like you said, an extra fifteen twenty minutes, um, or even you know, if you want to keep the runtime the same, axe some of the just knockabout stuff earlier. Yeah, and dress it up here, then yeah, it could. <sighs> that's the frustrating thing with this film is that it could be, it's never going to be like, it's never going to win the Oscars, but it could be solid. And it's, it's not, and I don't understand why, because it's, it's such a given, like all of those things that we've talked about, whereas what we're left with instead is something that I feel like I like in spite of how bad it is rather than because of how bad it is, or, you know, because it's actually good. I just, I like it. It's one of those things where I'm almost shame watching it. You know, I won't tell anyone what I was watching on Friday night, but you know, I hate to uh, tell
1: you, but we've got like four people listening to the show every, every month. Uh, so well, now they know. You know,
0: uh, yeah, I, I I think kind of, you know, for the show, then I, I'm able to preface that, by ah, yeah, but it's for the show. We're watching all of the worst films ever. So it's okay. <laughs> you know, I'm talking about when I actually put this on out of choice, which I have and which I will in the future. Yeah. And, I'm going to be a little bit ashamed of that, you know. I'm more probably more so even than Showgirls.
1: <laughs> At least Showgirls is almost porn. Well, exactly. Whereas this just Isn't. is not.
0: Yeah, there's just nothing good about it. You know, yeah. I I feel like I feel like I should probably have a shower after telling people that I've watched it. But
1: whatever. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, so you enjoyed it, but is it better than Mario?
0: What did I write down in my notes?
1: Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think by this point, it, because just the same point it would just be a line, will not it? it uh,
0: okay, no. So, um, right. Uh, it's fun. I enjoyed it, and I will watch it again. Hogan is a decent action hero, despite the fact he cannot act or emote. He is a terrible leading man. Thankfully, here he's bolstered by a very good supporting cast. Better than Mario. So I, I apparently thought it was. I, I'm here now going, is it? I don't know. <laughs> as we talk from it, I'm like, I always kind of go, if you put the two in front of me, which one would I go? I'll watch that. And I think right now I would pick Suburban Commando. But on any other day, I might go, uh, maybe I'll watch Mario. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think this is just more fun than Mario,
1: slightly. Yeah, that's that's what I came down to as well. I was, I'm i really torn on this one um, because, again, they both have a fairly silly edge to them. Yeah. And I think that, yes, they're very different films, but actually they're both fun. They're both silly. They're both, both rooted in worlds where actually, you know what? I mean, I, I know this isn't a wrestling film, but it's, you no. Know, the fact it's got fucking Hulk Hogan in it, playing Hulk Hogan as a, you know, as a fucking space ranger, you can't beat that. So, I mean, I, I, I spent a lot of time thinking about this today. I'm trying to think, is it, did I find it better? And same as you, I would probably say, you know what? If you asked me today, I'd say, yeah, I, I would put this one on today and not Mario but come the weekend i might feel differently i don't know
0: i think i think of the two mario is a better film oh yeah i will say i think it's better made i think it commits to its central premise with and more gusto
1: i I'm was in favor of that
0: is that um, and i actually think it hangs together better as well um, you know as as discussed at length on the first episode of this show I, I i think actually everyone involved with mario committed to it 100% and wanted to make a good film yeah whereas here i definitely feel like maybe the cast did um some people were just getting paid but some people were just getting paid yeah and i also feel like there's definitely like some studio execs at this somewhere going but kids are gonna watch this so i feel a little bit more cynical about it but having said all of that i think it's more fun it's got a lighter
1: it's got a lighter touch than mario yeah definitely and you know yeah i I think
0: it's better I i think i'd rather watch this
1: yeah, I think you're right. I've been quite torn on it, but I think you're right. I think, given the choice, I'd put this on again. Um, as always, let us know what you think, listeners, because I mean, this is it's it, this is probably this is probably the closest run I think I've gone as to whether yeah. a film is or isn't better than Mario, and if I, I would or would or wouldn't rather watch this. Um, but yes, yeah, so we'd love to know what you think because I mean, this is this, this it's one of these films that ev- I, when I when we know when we speak to people about what we what we've got coming up, when I mentioned this, some a couple of people go, what the fuck are you doing that for? Clearly Mario's going to be better. And other people go, oh, I love that. That was amazing. That's what my Hulk Hogan and the Untaker are in. Mm. So, I mean, there is, a, there is a definite fan base for this. Um, and so let us know where you sit. Let us know what side of the fence you come down on. Um, be, you know, we, we'd love to know. Yeah. Um, on on Twitter, you can let us know at ddpodcastnet. You can go to our website, ddpodcast.net, where you can also pick up our previous episodes and other shows as well. You can leave us a message or emails through there on Facebook and YouTube with the Dublin Podcast Network. So, uh, again, leave us a message, get in touch. Wherever you get your podcasts from, be it iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Play, um, Google Music, etc., or whichever way I've got that wrong. I'm four points in. Um, Yeah, like, share, subscribe, leave us a message, and we'll get back to you as best we can. But until next time. See you later. (laughs)